Hey guys, I'm Norman. And I'm Cassandra. If you enjoy this show, and we hope you do, consider checking out Second Breakfast, our weekend edition podcast exclusively for Patreon supporters. Where we discuss things mostly related to Lord of the Rings, including cast filmographies, the Silmarillion, and much more. For $5 a month, you'll get access to this and other Patreon-exclusive Dueling Genre content. Head over to DuelingGenre.com support to find out more, and thank you very much for listening. Dueling Genre Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one sad song at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 158, which starts with Galadriel saying, Tonight you will sleep, and then transitioning into creepy uh, telepathy again, um, and ends with Sam uh, saying, The finest rockets ever seen. They burst. And we'll get the rest of that line. Tomorrow. The rest of his, his stanza. Yes. I like the music in this scene. I think the Lament of Gandalf is actually very pretty. It's also very um, exotic. Yeah. Which I like. And it was, uh, the lyrics for this were written by Philip Boyens and then translated into Elvish by that linguist they had on set, David Salo. Mm-hmm. And the woman singing the Lament is named Elizabeth Fraser. Mm. She has a very pretty voice. Yes. Uh, one of the things I noticed in this minute, though, when I was watching it before and taking notes, is there's no Galadrielite in the jump scare. What jump scare? The, like, I... I don't think that's meant to be a jump... Do you do you know what jump scare means? I think it's a jump scare. <laughs> it's a very sudden shift, and it's like a super close-up on eyes, and the line is said in a spooky way. I don't think it's meant to be a jump scare, because nothing is jumping out and screaming at me, making me scream. It's not like Bilbo Baggins reaching for the ring. Right. It's just like a really quick, spooky edit. Well, I mean, do you consider the eye when Gandalf reaches for the ring a jump scare? Well, yes, because it's very, very sudden. This is very sudden. I. It's less sudden. Yeah. It's not... It's... Meh. Yeah, it's... um. It's weird that her eyes in that scene don't have, like, the... Cra- Did you just say that? Yeah, they don't have the Galadrolite. Yeah. Uh, that's what you meant, Galat. I thought it sounds like a um, like a mineral, like galadrolite, <laughs> right? Hematite. It's your newest gem, galadrolite. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why that is. Probably just because they probably had to shoot that close up, like as a pickup thing. Why? I don't know. They probably just decided they wanted to add it in. I think it's dumb. Yeah, I don't like it either. Have, <laughs> I've never liked the. I look at my eyes. Yeah. Why does she do that in front of everyone? Like, does she lock eyes with Frodo and then just be like, hmm. "Well, isn't like, that like a an image that she sends into his brain?" I mean, maybe or something. But you'd think like the image she sends into his brain when she says, "You have seen the eye," would be the eye. Well, no, because isn't the eye of Sauron like a weeping angel? Like I mean, the, the image, image of a, the, <laughs> the image of the Sauron. eye becomes the eye. Yeah. No, because you don't want to think about the thing that's looking for you. I mean, I guess. But how could you not? Just don't think about when it. When you're like, the eye. 
I mean, she, that one, not these ones. She has practice. Like, I'm sure she has practice um, shielding her mind from unwanted stuff. Speaking of mind stuff, apparently I was wrong. I apologize. Apparently all elves can talk to each other. Well, at least like Elrond, Kelborn, yeah. and Galadriel. Yeah, like th- those three explicitly can. Um, apparently it is in the very end of Lord of the Rings after the fall of Sauron. It mentions that they just have telepathic conversations, as you do. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> but still, that's stupid and I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I think it's silly. It's because they're they're magical in nature. I know, but I think And like it's a really it's a really easy like explain away way to be like these people are magical, they can talk to each other without talking. And then Galadriel must have really bad manners. Yeah, she's gotta. Because if Elrond doesn't make a like, Did she just do this to Elrond? Yeah. Elrond holds back. He doesn't do this. To That's anybody. why Elrond. But lives maybe Elrond so far does it away. all subtly. Maybe Elrond does it like really subtle. Like he's in your mind, but he doesn't like speak. He's just looking around. That's why you always have the comforts you need in Rivendell. See, but that is like that's that's like that's like chaotic good. Like I mean, that's still that's still crossing a line. No, I know that's like cha- <laughs> like on the spectrum of like invasive mind magic. Elrond is chaotic good. Right. This is neutral evil. This is just selfish, judgmental. Oh, man. Like, I guess it does make... Just rude. It makes her interesting, I think, um, because she is... She is so... Um, what's the... What's the... Not reverential. That's what, like, people do around her. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, she is, she's painted with such this, um, like, the bathed in white light with the white um, it's like dress. She's, and it's like she's above even the laws of her people. She's, like, angelic. That's the word. She's very angelic. Um, and I like that she is, she's like, she just, she's got magic, so she's going to use it. Yeah. She doesn't care. That is neutral evil, isn't it? Yeah. I do what I want. Yeah. For me. I do what I want when I want to do it because I can. And none of none of y'all can stop me. Is that neutral or chaotic? Well, so neutral evil is about like selfish need. Oh, okay. And chaotic evil is about just the uncontrollable need to destroy. Okay. So that's not Galadriel. So, yeah. okay. That's not my girl. I don't know. She has bad manners. She has really bad manners. She's just the rudest party host. <laughs> she digs up all the dirt for you, but then she airs it all. Caliborn's just like, okay, just try not to scare them this time. And Galadriel's like, okay, I'll try. Mm-hmm. And then like two seconds. But I have to teach them a healthy respect of my person. Right. I have to strike fear into their hearts, Caliborn dear. How can I do that if I'm not up in their grill? Right. I mean, maybe she's the only one who can, like, read a mind so forcefully. Maybe all elves are capable of communicating, but not all elves are capable of reading minds. So, like, well, no, 
they have telepathic conversations. Right. But that's different. Like if two people are communicating telepathically, they're both speaking, but they're only both, they like, can hear it. Projecting a yeah, thought. Right. Not maybe like Galadriel, kicking the door down. Right. Maybe Galadriel is the only one who can reach in and pull something out. Like by force without consent. I mean we're like trying to figure out the semantics of like mind magic and that doesn't exist. So Right. <laughs> Right, but like maybe we could just make shit up all day. <laughs> maybe she's the only one who can actively read a mind without someone like projecting the thought back to her. Yeah, but then like, like Kelleborn over here senses a presence. Right, Kelleborn's lawful good until proven otherwise. Right, at the very least, lawful neutral. <laughs> my house, my rules. Keep it calm, guys. Oh my god, a beer's over there. Right. Don't cut down any trees. Anyway, we'll have more mind magic later, I guess. Um, I really like, um, like the sleepover accommodations they've got going on. Right. One of the things I think is interesting about that is they're not up in the trees. Yeah. They're they're on the they're on the flo- the forest floor, like in the roots of trees. Yeah. And. I think that communicates very subtly something that uh, the production and design team talks about where the hobbits and the dwarf aren't comfortable in the trees anyway, so the elves don't sleep on the forest floor. But we're also supposed to get the sense that they're not allowed up in the elven accommodations. Why not? Because while Florian is supposed to be like... You're going to roll out of bed and fall over? They're not part of their society. They're not. They they're need not like part a toddler gate on their. Yeah, they need toddler <laughs> on their treehouse. They need rails. <laughs> um, we're supposed to get. I, I guess we're supposed to kind of get the sense that they're like not allowed up up top because they're just passing through, and you know they're carrying evil with them. But they were. They were. They went up to go meet Galadriel and Kelleborn. Yeah. Because you go meet the king in his throne room, regardless of where he puts you. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I just like their, like, cozy forest floor mm-hmm. sleepover. Yeah. Their pillows look so comfy. I think the, um, the shot where Aragorn is, um, sharpening his sword, and then in the background you see, like, just Gimli sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Gimli's just already out. Yeah. He feels totally safe here. Which is Totally weird. comfortable. Yeah. After his little, after his moment with Galadriel, he's just like, no harm will come to me here. Mm. Sleep time. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Because we're supposed to get, like, the sense that Lothlorien is physically safe, but psychologically unsettling. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'm with Boromir on that one. I mean, spoilers for tomorrow, but, like... <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When have we ever been good about spoilers? Never. <laughs> it's too hard. We're on minute one. Let's talk about the end of the trilogy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard. I know. Because it is one work... Like, yeah, and everything's so interconnected. Yeah. It's hard to talk about, like, character things without talking about, like, where they go. God, I can't believe Elrond has mind magic. Right? It's telepathy. Why didn't they just, like... Why didn't Hugo even just stand there and we yeah. just heard his voice? Maybe he doesn't want to freak out the humans or the dwarves. What human? Boromir. Oh. And the men of Dale. I was going to say, like, men are weak. He doesn't care. 
Does that mean that he admonishes Aragorn telepathically all the time? Oh, God. Jesus. It's just like, I raised you like you were my own son. Uh, how could you do this to me? It's like, and then he just like starts thinking about a wall and Elrond's just like, hey, hey, don't you do that. Don't you disrespect me. And then it's just like, beep. and then it like finishes and Aragorn's just like, <sighs> or he just like thinks about things that Elrond doesn't want to see. I just think about like in Aragorn's head when Elrond is talking to him. If Elrond, like, I don't think Elrond, do- El Galadriel is the outlier and should not have counted. Because <laughs> I don't think Elrond would do that. Yeah. He's too nice. He's not nice. He's just chill. Courteous. He's, he's Elrond. He's too courteous. I think Elrond, Elrond is also significantly younger than Galadriel. Yeah. So I think Galadriel's gotten to the point where she is so old, she literally does not care about anything anymore. You should all worship me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you shall have a queen. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited for next week. Um, yeah. But. Um, and I like, I like the beginning of Sam's little poem. Yeah. I like Sam's, I like Sam's poem. It's interesting that um, I was looking at the bit in the book, and uh, here when when Mary asks uh, Legolas what they're saying, um, he says like, "The grief is too near. I have not the heart to tell you," etc., etc., etc. But in the book, it, which is a nice line, and I like Legolas's outfit in this minute. Yeah, his silver shirt. It's very um, and they've got that that glowy like fuzzy filter on everything again so he's just like that's a good look um but you've been hanging out with me too much you're like oh man nice nice legless outfit um (laughs) it looks nice (laughs) just like where where was that it's better than um like will turner legless from last week like proto legless the sleeveless Um, shirt but in in the book he also says that he doesn't have the skill to translate the song because they're singing a different elvish so th- i thought that was a different like interesting um so maybe it's like a different dialect or uh they're um they're like singing so much in like a different elvish that he then he's used to that he's just like well i could but it would be not as graceful and I have standards, and I'm also really sad, so I don't want to sing about it. You know, there are like 12 forms of Cinderan and all this. But they like dropped it in the movie because Legolas is good at everything. Well, yeah. Elves are perfect and dwarves are clumsy. Well, elves are not perfect, though, because Galadriel has bad manners. We measure perfection by their standards, not ours. As far as Galadriel is concerned, she's perfect. Well, yeah. I mean... She's the HBIC. Like, she... she, Of course she's perfect. I've never heard that term before. The head bitch in charge? Oh, there we go. I gotcha. <laughs> you've, never, you've never seen that um, it's shortened like that? No. Ah. You're just like, what are you talking about? Is that what the kids are calling it these days? But... The youth. I think, I think Galadriel just... Is millennial hobbits. The millennial hobbits. Yeah, Galadriel's Galadriel's got like bad mystical magic pa- manners. 
That's what I'm learning about this week. Is <laughs> how rude Galadriel is? Yeah. She's cool. She just continues to be rude. I like I like her for that, I think. I or in spite of it. I don't know if I I don't know yet. Yeah. She'll continue to be rude. Yeah, whatever. The other elves don't care. You know, and especially in the theatrical cut of the movie, she looks especially rude because she only gives Frodo a gift. <laughs> I'm going to kick down the door to your mind palace, and I'm also only going to give this short one a gift. I'm only going to give this guy something. Screw the rest of y'all. <laughs> Galadriel out. Peace. Anyway, I don't know if I like all powerful elves having weird mind magic. I'm still hung up on that. I don't know. I don't have anything else for this, do you? Um, oh, it's interesting. Uh, one of the other differences in the book is that, like, Frodo has a long poem about Gandalf. Mm. And it's, like, it's called out in the book, Sam is, or it's called out in the book that Frodo generally doesn't have inspiration or talent for rhyme. But, like, in this moment in the book, he came up with something. Yeah, like, Bilbo is always the one who's writing songs and everything like that. And Frodo is just kind of, like, old man Frodo. Frodo is more interested in stories and not songs, I think, is is the like the difference. Which is weird because in Tolkien it's kind of interchangeable. Yeah. Um it's like like that there's that oral story telling is still much a part of the culture. I mean there is written language and everything, but like uh there is that but he like Frodo is the first one to really put his um his grief into song yeah and then we have pretty much the same line line from almost the same kind of deal from sam where he's just like but they, you, they, you didn't say anything about his fireworks we right. should mention those yeah and then it's the same stanza that's in the movie yeah which is cool because it's like that that little bit about frodo before he does the the song in the book or mm -hmm. the poem is some of the relatively sparse like character stuff we get about frodo because Tolkien, while he was very good at describing things and people in action, mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's not a lot of just like in mind description of like how characters act or why they act the way they right. do, like character motivations. Yeah, so it's kind of cool to see some of that whenever you whenever it picks up in the book somewhere, because we we figure out a lot about characters in Lord of the Rings and like in The Hobbit based on how they act and then we kind of figure everything else from there but right we don't ever really we don't get a lot of like this is why they're doing this for characters outside of like bilbo because we get a lot of that in the hobbit yeah and we get none of it for gandalf gandalf is a mystery an enigma mm. I, don't know, I always find that sort of stuff kind of cool i also love sam yes and pippin looks adorable at the very end of this <gasps> oh minute. my god i know <laughs> He's like, he's like, got his little hands pulling his blanket up and he's just kind of like, like looking over at Sam. lounging in bed and like Sam stands up and he's gonna, like, he like tugs on his like invisible suspenders and he's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell, like, sing me a song. Doesn't he actually have suspenders on? Um, I don't think so. Pippin I, does. Pippin, no. Yes. Yes, he does. I thought that was like a vest. Um, That'd be okay. weird to sleep in a vest. If, that would be really uncomfortable. I guess. I don't know. 
You're right. Sam isn't. The other three hobbits are. Yeah, Sam is. Sam has like a. It looks like a two-toned shirt from the shadow. It's, but... a, it's a puffy, puffy sleeved shirt. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sam is the one hobbit not wearing suspenders. Yeah. See. The other so three he tugs are. on his proverbial suspenders, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna sing me a song about Gandalf," and like. Frodo kind of looks at him, and Mary looks at him, and then the last shot of the minute is Pippin, like, laying on his big fluffy pillow. Um, it looks like a shot out of, like, a like a romantic comedy. Like, it looks like a shot... Or even just, like, a romantic movie in general. Yeah! He's just, like, laying in bed admiring the person next to him. <laughs> Give me more of that. Thank you very much. So would would like Sam Pippin be just like called Ship? Um or sip. <laughs> Have a sip. Take a sip, babes. <laughs> or Pam. Pam. I'm not into that. Um as a ship, as a name, as a thing, as an entity, I'm not into that. I just meant Pam wise. I just I just meant give me more of, like, beautiful, like, sensually appealing Pippin. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm just hung up on Pam Wise now. Pam Wise sounds like a chef. Anyway. <laughs> We are from the website DuelingGenre.com. Um, if minute podcasts are your thing, uh, we have uh, a couple others on the site. Uh, Back to the Future Minute is kind of, uh, it's wrapping up uh, soonish. Um, we have Harry Potter Minute and also Spider-Man Minute coming next week is when they premiere. And I'm super excited. That's going to be fun. So check those out. Um, special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a good Wednesday, and we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Bye.